for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Listeners, so glad to have a friend of mine joining me on the podcast, Dave Savage. You all know who he is. If you're in the mortgage industry and do not know who Dave Savage is, where have you been? Mr. Savage, what a great joy to have you here, my brother from another mother. Yeah, it is good to be here, David. I think the last time we created content together, we were talking about just how long we have both been interviewing people and creating video content. It's been a long yeah. time. Then it's it, we've both been doing it over 15 years, and then we got into it. I'm not sure which one got in there first. It doesn't matter, but we've been doing it a long time. You're a veteran at it. You do a great job. And recently, you've been talking about Moneyball. I want to go in and just go right back to that because it's such an important thing. What are we doing in far the way we evaluate the business? Talk a little bit about some of your Moneyball series because I want to do a promote on that so people go out and listen to that. That well, came you know, from an interview that you did. Talk about that. Yeah, I came from an interview I did with Jim Deitch, and I did that interview primarily for mortgage executives. It's interesting, our following on our YouTube channel, the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel, is probably 70% loan officers. But that Moneyball interview, because I'm writing an article right now on our 10 most viewed interviews that I've done, it's going to be in the top 10. I think it's like number four or five. And I think being profitable is not only on the, the mind and hearts of mortgage executives, it's on the mind and hearts of loan officers and top producers. In fact, I've had a lot of top producers that had a whole new level of empathy, a whole new level of understanding that, wow, price exceptions really matter. And I had no idea what the cost of a withdrawn loan was. When I lock in a loan in the company hedges and I have to do a concession or we lose that loan, like they just didn't realize just how expensive that is. And, and especially when you add it all up. So Moneyball Mortgage has been one of the biggest, most watched interviews I've done this year. Well, kudos to the loan originators that are watching that, David, because I think we need to get more serious about the business and a mortgage originator that is a true professional needs to understand what goes into making the sausages, the cost and all of the activities and the better educated they are, the better they're going to do to perform for their borrowers that they're working with. And so kudos to you on doing that. Another thing that you're doing that I want to get a promote on right away is what you and Kristen Meserly are doing about financial education and getting out financial responsibility, getting that out. I, I just really applaud you for that. Talk a little bit about what you and Kristen are doing. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret to anyone in America that there is a financial literacy crisis. I don't think it's a secret to anyone that there's an affordability crisis. And affordability is one of the biggest challenges for everyone in housing, whether you're a mortgage, whether you're a realtor, whether you are a renter and you want to be in housing, or whether you're someone in a mortgage and it's 2 or 3%, but yet you want to move up. You're like this household hostage. And so it's a big issue. But what we want to do with First Home IQ is turn mortgage and realtors, loan officers and realtors, into the first responders of this financial literacy crisis. And so we're building content, we're building community, we're building platform, and we now have over 65 loan officers that are ambassadors 
They've donated at least $1,000 and they're taking some of the content and they're going out to high schools, colleges, boys and girls clubs, all types of local community organizations and making sure that parents know how to help their kids and that kids can realize, you know what, you can't achieve homeownership. Maybe you need to house hack and have roommates. Maybe you need to get a duplex or a triplex. Maybe you need help. Maybe you need to partner with other students or you need help from family members. Or you know what? There's never been more down payment resources available in the history of America. So there's just a lot of ways that people that want to achieve homeownership can achieve homeownership. And our goal is to turn the loan officers and lenders into the heroes. That's outstanding. Kudos to you for the vision for doing that. It's a give back and it's just outstanding. The reason I wanted you to come on the podcast, David, is you are talking to loan originators. As you said, your podcast, your Mortgage Coach. Is it still referred to as Mortgage Coach or have you rebranded yeah. that now that's a sale? Yeah, no. So the actual YouTube channel is the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel. It's got a brand. It's four yeah. loan officers. We've got 22,000 followers. It's had millions of views. Trust Engine is the company, but it's still the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel. And we still have a product called Mortgage Coach. Good. I want to make sure of that and make sure that we have that covered. But you're interviewing all these loan originators. And as we're looking at the challenges that this industry is going through right now, a lot of people say nobody's doing well out there. And we're finding out that's not the case. And I wanted you to come on the podcast and I want to start showcasing and create an awareness of the interviews that you're doing with some of the top professionals. So those that are mortgage executives or originators that we have listening to our podcast will go out and start paying attention to watching those videos that you're doing to what are the secrets that are working. Today's interview, David, is let's talk about your podcast and who you're interviewing. Tell me about some of the stories that you're hearing, success stories of people prospering, even in this market. And what are some of the tricks? Anyone come to mind off the top of your head? Yeah, there's lots of people. I have interviewed a number of folks that are the number one market leader in the markets they serve. Shayla Gifford, who, you know, is the number one leader of the Reno, Nevada market. And I interviewed Jeremy Forcier, uh, who actually yesterday, it was an incredible interview. And he's not having a record-breaking year, you know? I mean, he's used to doing over 200 million and he's going to do 120 or 130 million this year. But he was like feeling so, hey, am I missing something? He went and he looked in what his market share is in Sonoma County and he's the number one loan officer in Sonoma County still. And he's actually gained market share. So he's winning. I interviewed Daniel Saw with NFM Lending, who's in Columbus, Ohio. Actually, this year, for the first time in history, that market is typically the number one lender in that market. It's usually Huntington Bank. And sometimes Rocket will be number one. Sometimes it'll be number two. Rocket's now number three. Huntington Bank is number two. And NFM Lending and Daniel Saw's branch of 35 loan officers is number one. And that all happened this year. And I get people all the time, what's he doing? First of all, he's not doing any one thing. He does have a branch where the average loan officer is doing six loans. Actually, the first of my interviewed in there were averaging six loans per loan officer. 35 loan officers averaging six loans a loan officer. Guys, that is incredible. And it's not a direct marketing strategy. There's not a silver bullet or a magic pill. There is a commitment to doing the right things. And I'm going to say a quote 
from my interview with Shot Badoshian, the number one loan officer in America. When I interviewed him in May, and I'm like, Sean, what are you doing? And and how's this market impacting you? And his first thing was, I'm not, I don't pay attention to the, you know, interest rate economy. I'm focused on the activity economy and controlling what I can control. And when I interviewed him the first time, it was in May, and he said, you know what? It's May, and I've had more conversations, more meeting with realtors, and it's May than any year that I've ever been a mortgage professional. So one thing that all these market leaders have in common, they're getting after it. They are having two to three times the amount of conversations with realtors and home buyers and influencers. And yeah, they're making half as much money. They're working. They're having conversations. They're being more thoughtful about who are the realtors that they're calling. When I talked to Jeremy, he's, hey, the people that did business in 2021, real estate agents, aren't necessarily the real estate agents that are killing it now. So they're being more thoughtful about which realtors are they calling. They're calling people that are successful in doing business. And then they're having a lot of conversations and they're getting after it. It's really interesting that you're saying activities because the three things we've been talking about a lot on our podcast is mindset, skill set, and activities. And a lot of it is just getting out and being a going after it, getting after it, as you said, in a big way. I love our friends at Rewire. Thank you again so much for introducing me to Steve and Jason. And what an amazing team. They talk about mindset so much. We focus on that some, but also skill set as well as activities. And a lot of what's going on is you need to increase your activity, your reach in a market like this. But sometimes it is skills that they're employing different skills or tactics to that. So if you could talk a little bit about, you've explained that they all stepped up their activities, but how are they doing that through skill set and mindset? What's going on in their headspace? Are you seeing any new tools that they're employing or is it pretty much the same game? I'm really talking yeah, about well, skill set no, there. No, let's let's really go through that. And first of all, shout out to Steve and Jason yeah. and Rewire. I interviewed them as well this year and couldn't agree more. And in that interview I did with Shot Benoshian, he said, Hey, I'm having conversations with realtors more than ever. And I'm and I'm focused on mindset. Like they need mindset leadership. He, in that interview, he told me that he had read a book called The Gap in the Game. Literally, while I was talking to him, I was ordering the book. And that was my book of the year. Like I read it earlier in May and totally focused on mindset. So that was part of Shant's approach was meeting with realtors, talking about the book, talking about mindset. And I think it's going to continue to be the case. I do think hopefully in 2024, we truly get into a more growth market. And it's not like as hard of work to work on mindset, but here's my thoughts. And here's where I'll tie it is there are some new skills. Like I have been most of my career focused on advice versus price, but there has been a seismic shift in mortgage. That is 63% of all mortgages start with 2% or 3% and an 80% percent or less. So there's a new skill set that lenders need to have. Like you need to be able to whether it's a first-time home buyer that you're having to pre-qual with something that starts with a seven, hopefully soon we'll be pre-qualing and it starts with a six. You need to help them understand like, hey, here's how you can afford to buy a home. You need to have skills around house hacking. You need to have skills to help realtors who want to still get listings 
but 63% of the people that want to list their home that have a mortgage have a two or 3% mortgage. So you need to have a skill to say, what? You could rent out that house and buy a new home. Let me show you the numbers. I know you got a two or 3% mortgage and I know they're at seven or whatever the number is when people listen to this interview, but let me show you the long-term impact of moving up. So there's a new skill of advice that lenders and loan officers need to have. And then there's also a whole lot more data capabilities in the market where loan officers and lenders need to be more predictive and leverage their CRM, understand who are the people in your database that you can help. It might be a debt consolidation loan. It might be a home improvement loan. It might be, hey, did you know that we could finance a home improvement at an ADU and we could help you get more income out of your home? It requires a new level of creativity and a new level of advice. And I do not believe that's going to go away. I do believe by 2025, there will be the haves and the have-nots. And the loan officers that are the haves will use data to be more predictive and they will be advisors. And the lenders that have tools and their loan officers are using these tools, this technology to be yes. data-driven mortgage advisors, they'll be gaining market share. They'll be moving up in the markets they serve in market share. And if they're loan officers and they're lenders, and they just know how to close loans on time, that's not enough going forward. Like data-driven lenders, data-driven, advice-driven mortgage professionals, those are the skills that the winners dive of the in, future are going to have. Dive in a little bit more to the data-driven mortgage professionals, the loan originators that are out there doing that. If you could talk a little bit more about what does that look like? And then I also want, I have another question. You mentioned mortgage ha house, hacking. house hacking. I want to talk back to that. That's a great term. I've heard you use it before, and I want people to be able to understand. But let's go back to the, the topic of data-driven. What do you mean or what are you hearing people use? I hear something. I'm understanding tools in my mind. I'd love to ask here, what are you seeing? Yeah, one of the things that we're doing is, first of all, monitor a database. Are you talking about a database of consumers that you've- You got to monitor a database. And I would say data monitoring of 2015 is, oh, listing alerts. Oh, someone just ran a credit with another lender and they're cheating on you and an inquiry alert. Those are all things that were innovative in 2015, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking okay. about literally- a combination, and by the way, those are still important oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. alerts, but what's more important is to start predicting, oh, there's a first-time home buyer in this house. Oh, this looks like someone that wants to move up or move down. Being more predictive. So what does that look like? In our ecosystem, it looks like, one, you have a relationship in your database is being analyzed. Two, it's being updated in the CRM. Three, there's some strategic consideration on how do we put the right message at the right time in the loan officer's inbox. And then we also have a, a mobile app. We think of it as like tender for loan officers so that when there is someone in your database that between non-credit and credit data looks like a loan, you're stepping into it. We're sending a message. We call it a borrow creative where we're sending the right message at the right time to a consumer. You could optimize for financial freedom. You could pay off your house faster. You could move up if that's what you want, but it's monitoring a data and then it's taking action on a data. And then it's doing it in a multi-platform way, CRM, inbox, mobile app. 
So that's the the data-driven part of when I say data-driven mortgage advisor. Good. One of the other tools that's out there, and it's a plug for one of our advertisers, there's iEmergent, which just does a brilliant job of not only telling you what MMI does and Modex, both of which are also sponsors of our podcast, but also then predicts what activity is going to be going on in which neighborhoods, which statistical map areas of what sales activity is going to be happening and who's going to be doing it. It's phenomenal the amount of data that we have available to us. And so very exciting tools. So check out iEmergent for that. Yeah. And that's a fantastic piece of data. And those are definitely actions you need to take, but also Real estate agents, a number of the platforms you just mentioned, loan officers should know, hey, how are the realtors that you're working on, that you're spending time on, what kind of production are they doing? And like Jeremy actually called it out. I did an interview with him called Separation Season. It was just a couple of weeks ago. It's in our YouTube channel. It's on our 10X microsite. But he was like, you know what? For the first time, because I wasn't happy with my production, I'm not hitting my goals, I went in and realized that one, I'm the market share leader. So I was like, cool. And then he goes, and I went in and looked up all the realtors that I'm doing business with and all the realtors that I'm prospecting. And you know what? I'm going to deprioritize some of these. That's an example of being data driven is making sure that the people you're calling on, the people that you're working with have the ability to help you achieve your goals. And then using data to target the right consumer at the right time with the right message. That's excellent. I love what Jeremy does. He's a winner and I've listened to him speak and it is always inspiring. Shayla, same thing. Shayla just is sheer guts and determination to make things happen. Give us some other examples, David, of what you're hearing stories on out there that really stand out that's making a difference and while they are succeeding or at least prospering, probably not to the level that they all would like, but at least prospering even in these markets. Yeah. So I started in August doing a series that I called 10X, the mortgage 10X strategy. And actually there's a webpage. Anyone listening to this, you go to trustengine.com forward slash 10X. And there's now over a dozen. At the time, I just said, you know what? For the month of August, I'm going to identify these market share leaders, like the people that I've told you about so far. And I'm going to interview exactly like, how are you winning in this market? I knew they were all winning because I know their data. I know their results. They're all market share leaders. I know that they're all data-driven mortgage advisors. Like, what are you doing and how are you doing it? So first of all, go and check out that webpage. But Dan Keller, as mentioned earlier, I'm in the middle of writing the most viewed and most valuable interviews that I've done this year. He actually has multiple top 10 interviews that I've done. Dan Keller out of Seattle, Washington. And he's got this goal that every realtor in that market will know him. And so what's he doing? He's doing social media. Now, by the way, just about all of the people that I have mentioned so far have a social media presence. They have a strategy with how they're building audience and how they're delivering education in the marketplace. But Dan Keller out of the Seattle, Washington market is doing fantastic. He's gaining market share, all the social media that he creates. He's got more distribution. He's got more eyeballs on that. So that's another strategy he's doing first-time homebuyer events. He's also a first-home IQ ambassador, but it's all about education. He's all about like, how can I use my platform? How can I build a platform to be an educator so that in the Seattle, Washington market, one, realtors know him, and two, they see him as a valuable source of trusted content. So another story, another strategy. 
That's outstanding. I love these stories. I love stories about people that are just knocking the cover off the ball in these times. David, any other stories? I'm looking at the time. I want oh, to be respectful bro, of your bro. time. I can keep I going. Yeah, got, I'm going go go to share. On and on. I yeah. want to share a few more. Sean Herrero out of the Bay Area. And he's always been a very successful loan officer. But there were multiple months this year where he was like, he works for Cross Country Mortgage. And he was one of the top 10 loan officers at Cross Country. Killing it. Having a record level. Not the most loans he's ever closed, not the highest production he's ever had, but he hasn't been one of the top five loan officers at cross country, one of the largest lenders in the country. And he's gotten super clear on, I'm an educator, I'm a teacher. One of the interviews that I did in the 10X was presenting to 165 realtors. So this year he got really serious on, you know what? I want to get in front of large groups of realtors. And he put a focus on that. I want to deliver messages one to many. And he actually put on his own event. He found a local title person. He found a local real estate professional. And they put on an event and had 165 realtors in it. And I did a whole interview like, why'd you do this? How'd you do this? So that's a story. Cody Touche, who is one of the top producers with Movement Mortgage. He's also in the Seattle, Washington market. And Cody, one of my takeaways every time I interview Cody is there's riches and niches. And he's always had this niche that I help real estate investors. And I turn people into real estate investors. So I did a whole call on house hacking with him and talking about how loan officers and lenders need to stop waiting for the phone to ring, stop waiting for someone to say, oh, I want to buy a home or... I want to become a real estate investor or, hey, I want to buy a second home. No, you need to be the advisor and you need to show people how they can create wealth with real estate. And he's doing fantastic. I think he's actually on a vacation right now with his wife in Japan. So again, he's doing well because he has a niche. He's become exceptional at that niche. I am seeing a trend of mortgage professionals and real estate professionals that are investing in real estate themselves. So he's, can't remember exactly how many homes he owns, but he's invested in real estate. He is a real estate investor. And in the market of Seattle, he is helping people become real estate investors. He believes in, in message. I could go on. I literally interview top performing loan officers multiple times every week, like at least two interviews a week. I'm interviewing someone that is winning in this market. How do you find them, David? How do you hear about them? Do they reach out to you? Or are you just in the market and searching databases? How do you find out about these people? Yeah, first of all, I've been doing this for a few years. And, they reach and, out to you. and our platform, Mortgage Coach, has 34% of the top 1% use our platform to deliver advice. Yeah, I have access You're to- You're already in relationship who's a with them. That's I know who's delivering fee worksheets because they're not using Mortgage Coach. And I know who is giving a total cost analysis to family. And so I'd say early on, it was me reaching out to people like, hey, because I know their production. I have access to their production. I know how much advice they're giving. And I would reach out. But now that we have over 22,000 followers, hundreds of thousands of views per month, I have people that want to for me to interview. But by and large, I'm always looking for top producers that are doing things the right ways. And when I find those folks, I'm like, hey, I'd love to interview you and hear what That's you're doing, hear how you're doing it, and then shine a light on you in the industry. My, my mission is to change how people get into debt in America. And so I'm looking for people that are doing that in the marketplace, loan officers, mortgage professionals, 
And then I'm interviewing them on like, how are you doing this? And it's pretty straightforward. That's outstanding. You've mentioned several times on this interview, house hacking. Explain what you mean by house hacking. Yeah, anytime that you're using outside income to either qualify for the home or to make the payment, it's house hacking. Examples okay. of that. And, and one of the things we're, we're doing at First Home IQ is teaching kids that, hey, you can buy a three-bedroom house, rent out two of the bedrooms. That's house hacking. In today's market, you're seeing kids renting out sofas. There's apps now. That's how Airbnb started out. Air, Airbnb would be an example yeah. of yeah. renting out a bedroom of house hacking. Buying units, duplex and triplex, that's not technically house hacking, but that is yeah. using income, other sources of Increase your leverage. Increase your leverage, absolutely. Yeah, but the most typical house hack strategy would be renting out bedrooms, doing Airbnbs, doing an ADU in the backyard. Those would be house hacking strategies. By the way, every first-time home buyer in America needs to become a, a ninja on house hacking because it is hard to qualify for a home. Yeah. At 7%, you need help, but you know what? There are strategies, there are ideas, there are best practices to do it. That's outstanding. David, I love your podcast. I love your passion to help mortgage professionals do better. And now you're even going beyond that. And that's helping homeowners get educated or future homeowners in the marketplace that are coming up and growing up and getting them educated on how to be fiscally responsible and create a vision for owning a home. Kudos for what you've done in the industry and what you are doing. It's good to see you doing so well. And thank you so much for taking time to get on podcast. Tell everybody where they can find your podcast. You've already talked about the 10X, but Mortgage Coach, and also as far as how they can get involved in the program that you're doing first, with Chris. First, first Home IQ. So here's a couple that. So the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel is pretty straightforward. Put in Mortgage Coach in YouTube and you'll find our channel and there's new videos going in there every week. And there's playlists. Hey, what were the best ones this year? What are the all-time best ones? Scriptapalooza was a big... That was great. <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible success. I would go to our 10X page, trustengine.com forward slash 10X, where I have really curated some of the most tactically educational, like how to be an advisor. Cody Touche on house hacking, and he's sharing sales strategy, he's sharing scripts, and he's showing how he's delivering advice. So check that out. For First Home IQ, it's firsthomeiq.com. We have a quiz that you can take and get your score. We really created that quiz for Gen Z and first time home buyers to like, hey, take a 10 minute test. And by taking that test, you'll one, know where your gaps in knowledge are. And two, you'll actually learn something taking the test. I would push all mortgage professionals. While I've had a number of people get 100%, I've had a lot of people miss a couple questions. So I would just push all mortgage professionals to not only take that test, but share that test. We're even having a lot of loan officers saying, you know what, just like I'm going to take an app on everybody, I'm going to take all my first home buyers and have them take the first home IQ quiz. So check that out. And then if you want to become an ambassador, there's a link at first home IQ where you can apply to become an ambassador. And then of course, trustengine.com if you want to learn more about mortgage coach or how to be a data-driven mortgage advisor. Outstanding stuff. David, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate all that you're doing. And listeners, go in. We'll put the links to those websites in our notes today on the website. And so check them out. David, thanks so much. Merry Christmas to you and look forward to having you back. I want to hear more. 
Yeah. Hey, appreciate everything you do, David. You're an amazing gift to the industry and looking forward to interviewing you on my channel again. I did a Moneyball interview with yeah, you as yeah. well from the NBA. So if you want to hear David Licken on Moneyball, check that out. It's in our YouTube channel as well. Yeah, It's something I'm passionate about. I love what you're doing with Moneyball. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, everybody. Hey, listeners, this hot topic would not be possible without our sponsors. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Total Expert, Finastra, Byte Software, Lender Homepage, Angel AI, Truve, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, IE Mergent, Modex, Mobility MMI, and Knowledge Group. There's so many good sponsors here, and we're so grateful for each one of them. Be sure to check out each of those sponsors and their spots on our website, Lickin' on Lending under the sponsorship page. Thank you. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.